Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Onus, episode 213. Hey, my riches, this is Hayut. And today I would like to talk with you about sales again. My guest this week is Warren Coglin. And his best advice to entrepreneurs is to sell. My definition of sales, he says, is professionally helping people solve problems. Getting more clients is the number one struggle entrepreneurs say they are facing. Once you understand that selling is not about pushing your product or service or convincing as many people as you can to buy your product, but finding the people that need a solution to the problem your product or service solves, then you win the market. And while talking about attracting clients, I invite you to my free training about the seven free practical ways to get more customers. Go to getcustomerswebinar.com getcustomerswebinar.com and join me there. And now, let's meet Ron Coglin. Ron Coglin helps principals entrepreneurs build a business that matters. That is one that delivers to you, the owner, attractive profits and a fulfilling lifestyle while also creating positive impact on customers, team, and the larger community. In other words, it is one that helps make the world, or just your corner of it, a better place. He's been helping entrepreneurs do this since 2002. He was the top coach in Canada with the world's largest business coaching company before going out to focus on businesses that matter. His clients have experienced everything from eight-figure exits to seven-figure salaries, from repeat expansion to minimized operational work, because of the development of great leaders and high-performance, values-driven cultures. Warren is also a recovering lawyer, a serial entrepreneur, colleague professor, actor, theater director, and dad to a wonderful daughter who constantly challenges him to be a better person. Warren Cogwin, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi! Hi there, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy we are talking, and I just shared with our audience, our listeners, what you've done until now, and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today, and where are you heading? What I'm most passionate about these days, it's actually, it's a good time for the question, with COVID still raging, but with vaccines being widely you know, distributed, and it looks like the other end may be coming. There's some really big economic forecasts for the latter part of the year and into 2022. And I am finding a lot of entrepreneurs, notwithstanding that, are still pretty heads down. They're, they're kind of reactive Definitely. and yeah, not looking long into the future. So I'm really getting passionate about 
helping people lift their heads and say, okay, there's some really interesting opportunities, but also some really big challenges that are coming with that kind of economic growth. And so you better start putting your plans in place and start thinking about your strategy. You know, just as an example, there's in in a number of areas, one of the things that's going to happen is there's going to be labor shortages. And so how are you going to position yourself to be an attractive employer to to, to bring in the staff you're going to need to to address the business opportunities that are going to emerge as the economy grows? And if you're not thinking about that now, uh, you know, you're going to get bit on the backside potentially later. So I'm, I've been really passionate about sort of ringing the ringing the bell about start building your strategy, start building your plans, not just for the next two months, but for the next 10 months. Well, it sounds very logical, I must say. What exactly are you doing today? How do you work with entrepreneurs? And tell me a bit the story of your career. How did you get here? Oh, okay. Uh, so what I'm doing right now is, um, there's two parts to that question. So what I'm doing right now is I've built a tool that actually automates the front end of the strategic planning process that makes it you know much deeper analysis but also much easier on the entrepreneur so a lot of what I'm doing is helping clients work through that so that they're positioned to really focus on the things that matter most as we're going into this you know interesting area in terms of how I got to where I, I am uh, it's kind of weird to have a story started birth a business story but in my case it's actually kind of relevant I was I was supposed to die at birth I was given zero oh. percent chance of survival I was the second person in history to live through this weird congenital defect wow. and when I found that when I found out about that it kind of spurred in me a desire to do something so I've, I've been on this weird circuitous path in my life right I was I was a lawyer I've been an actor and theater director hey. I was a college professor I've been an entrepreneur And all those things were because I was trying to find that place where I could make an impact with this kind of unexpected gift I wasn't supposed to have. And mm-hmm. for me, entrepreneurship was the place. I really, I believe passionately that entrepreneurship is one of the most powerful forces for positive social change. Um, and so when I got into entrepreneurship, I kind of fell in love with it. And then when I sold uh, my last business, I was looking mm-hmm. around for the next thing to do. And a family friend was doing business coaching. And I, that was back in 2002. I'd never even heard of it before. And oh. I started looking into it and just fell in love with it. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. And really trying to take the lessons I've learned over my own professional career and subsequent and trying to help entrepreneurs use those uh, in their own businesses and start to succeed. Mm-hmm. What would be your best advice to any entrepreneur out there mainly regarding the customer focus or something that has to do with their customer approach because that's what this podcast is mainly focusing on. Right. Um, for me, I always think it's to serve, you know, to try to, try to be of help. If you, are, if you go into a sales call trying to land the deal for yourself, I always feel the prospect can sort of smell that a little bit. They may wind up buying mm-hmm. from you, but there's, a, there's a sort of a level of discomfort. But if you go in there only with the objective of helping someone, that's actually my definition of sales is professionally helping people solve problems, which makes it then a really kind of honorable activity. And when you do that, then people are, it's interesting. I found people become way more open. They give you a lot more information and the relationship just becomes much more enjoyable. I, I had a client once, she, I was teaching her sales. So, you know, this was after she became a client, we were doing a sales training session. And I said, I was talking about this and I said, remember our sales call. 
And she said, what sales call? I said, well, when we first met. She goes, that was a sales call? <laughs> she goes, I thought you were just there to help me. I said, I was. And at the end of it, you wanted me to keep helping you. And she goes, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was the it's authentic. Beautiful. It's, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so that's that's what I think. If you if you have a service focus to your customers, like always wanting to help them, you're going to have long client relationships and customer relationships. I do believe that, but I must admit that I don't think that anyone would think that my sales calls are only to help them. And I think <laughs> it's getting to a very high level of, of giving service, so good for you. Yeah, I, I think if you, it's it's not so much that you're not applying sales techniques, but it's you're using them in the service of the person, right? Like people have a natural resistance to change, right? And so often the deployment of sales skills is, if it's done in the right way, is meant to help someone overcome a resistance that keeps them from what is in their own best interest. So if you believe your solution is in the client's best interest, truly, then sure, you should, you know, use some sales techniques to try to help them solve their problem. Mm. But if you're doing it just through the perspective of, I just want to land this deal to hit my conversion rates, then you're making it about you, not about them. You can't succeed in the business, I believe, if you're just concentrating on yourself. Yeah, I, I think you can make money doing that, but I don't think you'll ultimately be happy. I think people derive a lot more personal satisfaction from knowing that they're actually helping people. And you attract better better team members as well. If, if you have staff who think you're just in it for yourself, yeah, they'll do the job and they'll collect their paychecks. But if you convince your team that you're really in it to help people and people they care about, you're going to have a way more engaged culture for sure. Hmm. You've got successes and we'll talk about this in a minute. But I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one mm. that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Yeah, that that's a good question. Um, so I had a client, really nice guy. Um, and I guess where it went wrong was he and I had very different thinking styles. Um, and I didn't really get that early enough. This was relatively early in my career. And so I didn't understand that distinction in our thinking styles well enough. And associated with that, I kind of let him guide the direction because he was in a bit of crisis. So I was sort of following what he said was important. Um, and so we were doing things reactively instead of by a plan. Mm. And, you know, what happened was because I guess I thought he was in crisis, so I was encouraging him to move faster. And I didn't realize earlier enough that he wasn't grasping what we were talking about. And it, he actually wound up feeling more insecure rather than more confident, which is what I want as a coach is for people to feel more confident. Sure. And it was interesting in terms of results. Like in the short run, the results were actually good because he had, he had a salesperson who was um, – killing his margins he was selling lots but by lowering the prices because he just gave the guy commission on sales not on margins mm -hmm. and the guy was dropping prices and so he was the business was growing but he was actually losing money wow. and so you know i helped him change the compensation structure and that kind of thing so we wound up making more money but he did it in a way without fully understanding what we were doing and that just made him it kind of made him feel badly about himself and he avoided some of the tough work about financial analysis and he resisted doing the planning. And it was because I think I was 
I was pushing him harder than he could handle, and I didn't I didn't pick that up well enough. Hmm. Thank right? you. So that was that was a big learning because I felt I felt very badly about that because he was a really he was a really good guy, um, and so at the end I just I wasn't the right coach for him. Um, and so, you know, I learned some things from that, right? Like I got to be more selective with my clients. It has to be a good fit. Um, I have to not be guided just by the customer. I definitely have to listen to their priorities, but we have to work off of plans, right? Um, and candidly, you know, that's, that was a lesson, but I have let that slip once or twice when clients I like have come to me in a crisis. I try to help them through a crisis without first doing that analytical work. And sometimes it doesn't work out. So I've, I've, I've got to really remain committed to making sure I do the right sort of upfront work to make sure I can help people the best. Hmm. And now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers. Oh, yeah. That is a fun story, actually. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the great God. Um, and when he came to me, he was really unmotivated. He was in tax debt. His team wasn't performing. He was generating some profits and had a decent niche, but had no real growth plan. He was really stuck. And because of where he was emotionally, what we did, we started with a vision for him of the impact he wanted to have, not just in business, but, but in his life. And showed how with certain revenue targets that all that was going to be possible. And he started, it was really interesting is he started to get excited. He got out of this funk he was in. And then we did three really specific business things. We built a growth strategy. At the same time, what I found is that the best strategy just, it won't be executed if you have a crappy culture. So mm-hmm. we worked on his culture. And then third, his sales team were sort of cowboys. And so we put some accountability <laughs> structures in place as well as sales training. And in fact, based on that experience and some other clients, I created a sales accountability planner that is, if I can say it, it's available for free right on the homepage of my website. But it really helps people make sure that sales is doing the right things at the right times. And so those three things together with all of that, his revenues and profits started to grow. His business became way easier to run. His team became way more engaged. In fact, at one of the Christmas parties that I was invited to, some of the folks there were in tears talking about his leadership. Wow. And because it was running so smoothly, he became an act, a really attractive acquisition target. And he sold for a nice eight-figure exit. And he's now doing charitable work as well as doing another business. So that, you know, that's one of my favorite successes, taking someone from a state of kind of, I've got no purpose and I'm bored and I don't know what to do, to eight-figure exit and doing great work in the world to make it a better place after that. So that's... You know, and it was really those three things, right? Strategy, culture, and sales. Sounds fantastic. It's really a fun story. It's a great one. Um, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that related to customer focus, marketing, or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. Looking for right. something that really works for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. Hmm. I'm very um, technology agnostic. So I don't, you know, like I'm very much what works for this particular client. There has to be what's right for them. So I don't have like the one thing. So, but I, but there are some. And, you know, 
I don't want to be salesy. I've created a bunch of tools as well that help me and my clients. So like I've created a financial dashboard tool. I've created this um, strategy development tool. I've created thing recognition tools and things like this that form sort of my toolkit. But in addition to those, I mean, for business development, I mean, it's not particularly revolutionary, but it was for my business, probably Zoom. You know, I was doing Zoom long before COVID hit. Um, as I can do sales calls anywhere in the world and can see the person so we can really develop a relationship even from a distance. Um, there's CRM tools that can definitely help manage salespeople. You know, sales for, Salesforce is the gorilla, but can be expensive. So there's things like Pipedrive or HubSpot and Zoho have low and no cost versions for managing your sales. And from a marketing perspective, you know, software that helps you build landing pages or sales pages really quickly so you can test and measure and really put out engaging content for people to get them to sell can be useful and there's lots of different tools for that there's lead pages optimized press click funnels you know if you're retail there's things like shopify um so those are sort of the things that come to mind immediately so i'm not sure you know but i don't have that one here everybody must use this tool Hmm. love that You actually gave us a list, and we are going to put it all, because I think it's important. It's like covering most of the important things for entrepreneurs to use in terms okay. of marketing and sales. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really makes it for us, really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your favorite? One key success factor. One key success factor. Wow. Um, so I would say it's probably a combination. It's primarily developing deep relationships with clients based on caring for them as people. I feel deeply that actually almost, well, not all, almost. In fact, all my clients are my friends. Hmm. I developed, you know, I've had one said I know her better than her spouse does. Another called me the moral center of her business. Another asked me to give some counsel to his son. You know, so the result of that is I wind up with really long client retention. I have one of the longer client retention rates in the industry. I have an average wow. of about two and a half years. You know, some of them go on six years. So that, that developing deep relationship is one part of it, but it's got to be combined with really solid business discipline tools and frameworks. You know, and, and that combination, I think, that the person knows I care, but then I've also got the, the toolkit that's going to help them succeed is, is what makes it successful. You know, I found that there's a lot of business coaching that just focuses on the personal and emotional stuff, but I found that providing these kinds of like business tools actually helps build the trust that allows that, those deeper conversations to happen because they know that I've got some I've got the chops to be able to help them as well as they can see that I care about them and that that really builds a lot of trust that creates long-term relationships and lots of referrals hmm. and my final question my final question before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you is my mountain question and as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. Step after step after step, and then you reach the peak and you're automatically looking for the other peak to reach, and sometimes you're falling down a bit. And at some stage, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, 
whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I grew up in a place called Alberta in Canada, uh, which has the Rocky Mountains nearby. So I spent a lot of my youth skiing and going out to the mountains and things like that. So I've, I've spent a lot of time in the mountains and love them dearly. Um, although one of the more interesting mountain experiences I had was in eastern Java um, and climbed a volcano at three in the morning wow. to watch the sunrise from the rim of the volcano. Um, and that was that was one of the cooler mountain climbing experiences I've had, just to get up at three in the morning in the dark and walk across this flat surface as the sun is you know, just starting and reaching the rim of the volcano just as the sun is peeking over the horizon. And that was that was a pretty amazing experience. Sounds like that. And then, of course, there's metaphorical mountains, like just, you know, helping one of mine is just I love watching others climb mountains. I love watching entrepreneurs reach that peak, you know, when they I had a client recently who actually turned down an eight figure exit offer because they're now in a position where they're going to be able to make more money and have more impact doing that on their own than taking the mm -hmm. exit. You know, and so seeing businesses get there is 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 really exciting. It is. Well, what is the best way to connect with you or any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? If they just go to my website, uh, warrencoglin.com, and that's C-O-U-G-H-L-I-N, warrencoglin.com. And on there, there's a, there's a number of tools that people can access. Like right on the homepage, there's that sales planning tool. There's I've got an ebook in there under the strategy section. I've got a, a whole page called Cool Tools, and there's like three tools in there that, that you can access to help make your business more successful. So if people go in there, poke around, use some of the tools, and if they feel that... Uh, you know, there's there's some way that I can help them. I'd be happy to find out if I can. And we will put all these links in the show notes of this interview. Juan, I'd like to thank you so much for this interview. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing with us the stories. And this has been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure as well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you and bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.